It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Good. Now that you've received your invitation, join us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Tell a friend, and welcome to the party. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Uh, first, our returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the co-owner of Liquid 9 Broadcast Media. Uh, we have got the brothers Grimm, Lane, and Connor Boland. We have got uh, Dave Elliott. We like to call him Big Dave. He is the owner of CMP Construction. We have got uh, Ben Roberts, uh, the Pendergast Club's resident bartender extraordinaire, and of course, the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. And today, we are talking about a peaceful transition. So, uh, as we start every show, we want to start with our RIPs, um, and uh, today, uh, our RIPs are not uh, our normal RIPs. Uh, because our first RIP is Tilly Tillicum the Killer Whale um, has passed away. And yes, I did say the killer whale because one, that is the species, and two, um, he has killed shit before. What did he die uh, from? Um, uh, I don't know. Actually, they finally took him out of service at SeaWorld and then, and then he died. I thought it was human botulism. Uh, <laughs> I you know don't. the last one he bit was kind of caustic. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the way I figure it. So what you're saying is the, the whale, whale died like an American male, male, retired. So the by humans were yes, yes, that's exactly. Do not eat a human. We're that's very, it. very, very bacterial. That's exactly what happened. No shit to kill. Oh, yeah, no died. shit to kill. <laughs> Might as well, as well crawl, crawl up and die. Dude, I hit my two-year anniversary this March. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. We're laughing over this. This is terrible. Yeah, this is a somber yeah, moment. Yeah. Come on. This is horrible, ladies and we gentlemen. We are terrible. This is horrible. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, and so our other... Uh, Tilly and Harambe. They're in a better place. Yeah, uh, First Wells ever died. Good gravy. <laughs> Good gravy. I, I expected this... this this band of yahoos to fall alive. Someone should make a t-shirt of Harambe riding Tilly in heaven. No, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. That's awesome. They've also obviously had some time to rest. Yes, apparently they've had a little rest. Uh, And and the other uh, is the uh, death of uh, uh, an American institution, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Um, between um, uh, slumping ticket sales and uh, PETA protests, it just wasn't financially feasible to keep the doors open. Couldn't anymore. compete with Congress. Uh, it doesn't seem as if. It doesn't seem as if. So it, it looks as if they're going to retire the animals to uh, some different different types of sanctuaries like a hunting safari to Tilicon oh my god they should should auction (laughs) off for charity the right to like shoot these animals on a hunting preserve so what we're gonna do is we're never gonna do an RIP that's not a human again because he I know how to act <laughs> um, well, one to add to the list to, to kind of change the subject. Do you know how much a lion fetches in South Africa? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Well, uh, I'm, uh, you got to, you'll have to forgive me because I'm not really familiar with the team. Um, but a uh, player by the last name of Ventura yeah, from the Royals Ventura. died. Oh, yeah, Dono. yeah which, which I didn't add to the list because I knew somebody at the table would bring that uh, bring that up, and that would actually bring everybody back in the line. This is probably a bit jokes. premature to ask this question. I'm not what? making a joke. But do we like? Will we get compensated with a draft pick for losing him? No, mm-hmm. yeah. if only. I mean, you, you, it doesn't count against your salary cap. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. The podcast land. Financial side. Wear of your seat <laughs> belt. Yeah. Once again, Edward Jones. It does not count. Especially if you're worth millions of dollars. <laughs> to the money side. Yeah, yeah. Your freaking seat belt. Yeah, you know, the thing that I thought about uh, with. Uh, Ventura passing is uh, it's probably not a good idea uh, when you're worth a shit ton of money to leave the country because <laughs> uh, it seems as if I don't know starting like back Paul Walker he died in the United States yeah but like, I was just I was just thinking going back to like Left Eye from TLC like they so go curious. to like yeah. they go to they go to these they go to Dominican or uh, or we have some of the worst, worst roads in the world yeah and 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 those you have a are the one of four hundred and eighty chance yeah and those are the dying. places that they Didn't die they don't they don't die, die two here. years ago or something of in the Dominican too or I know his brother died a couple years ago if I'm not mistaken yeah uh-huh. yeah 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 I don't remember Honestly, if it was in the Dominican that's where the kid grew up he yeah you know left school at fourteen I'm not gonna say he's the best in the and, class he's one hell of a pitcher. And I mean, live for whatever it's worth. Yes, he died young, but he lived one hell of a great life, and he was a cool dude and a great teammate. And I just think it's sad that he's gone so early because he would have been a baller for a while. Yeah, his next five years have been fun to watch. Yeah, what was he? Twenty four? Twenty five? Twenty five? If you remember him just throwing baseballs at people's heads and ribs, like any time, like he was a classic. True baseball player, like you, you fucked with the guy on the team, and you were gonna have it coming right back at you <laughs> on the next inning. And he, I mean, he broke a dude's ribs, I think. Yep. Uh, you know, he modeled he himself after in the Nola, right? He modeled himself after Pedro Martinez. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so it was just like that. Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. They were that's, the same. That's the way I like Pe- baseball. Pedro would take ball and hit you with it without even thinking twice you're, about you're it. You're supposed to. That's part yeah, of the game. Yeah, that's baseball. Like, baseball should not be the sissy game that it is. Like, yeah, if you, I agree. If you pluck somebody with a baseball, then you should expect to be just ass-whooped in the next inning by the pitcher. Yeah. That's the way that it goes. I and then you do a dugout clearing brawl. You have fight like girls for about 10 minutes, and then they put you back in your place. Chris, what, what do you expect? The NFL has turned into uh, a men's game of tag. Uh, dude, there's still some good fights in the NFL, and there's been some good hits in the in the playoffs. Oh, really dude. good hits. Yeah. I think some really good hits in the playoffs. I mean, these guys have been tagging them. Yeah, I think you, and again, I think you up your game when the adrenaline's right. going and you know, A, your paycheck's on the line. Yeah, a couple million bucks on the line. <laughs> there's that, but I also think when you play sports, you just want to win Compete. so bad. And when you get that close, you you amp up your game. And it's not even a mental thing. It's not like they, they don't try hard every week. Right. It's just something bizarre comes out of you when you're that close to winning. You know what I mean? Like, dude, come on. So, what do we, so how do you explain the Browns? The Browns have never been close to winning. 
So then I think what happens is... <laughs> what are you exact, talking about, The exact Wayne? opposite. You start to tank it a little bit. And you're like, I'm okay, sorry, Cleveland. Uh, that actually is kind Cleveland. of accurate, though. <laughs> I'm Browns sorry. terrible. Come on. <laughs> totally <laughs> off subject. but We had a great run with the Cavs, and you've had a good run with the Indians. So in in, in, in a fantasy matchup of, let's say, the Broward commu- Community College versus the Cleveland Browns, who would you take? Mm, I would take Butler County Junior College. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Wichita. <laughs> Wichita State's football team. Yeah. Wow. Not been around since '85. Wow. Still winning. That is horrible. <laughs> uh, that's just horrible. Savage. Wow. Savage. Yeesh. So, <sighs> onward and outward. Uh, oof, yeah. Uh, so, um, in uh, in thinking about uh, what to do for today's show, um, it didn't take me very long because uh, we just had the inauguration of the 45th president of the United States, uh, Donald John Trump. Um, so, uh, what I thought about originally was... Something that you said about, uh, Chris, about um, the peaceful transition of power, and that's a hallmark of... Um, it's a very wise point that I made. Uh, it was wise. It was wise. Have a podcast. It was wise. Um, <laughs> but, um, I've, and I thought to myself, this is, um, this is a peaceful transition, but for the first time uh, that I can remember, not maybe in history, but... If, in uh, modern politics, um, the day after um, was, and, and days subsequent, uh, were fraught with protests. Uh, but not only uh, American protests, uh, worldwide there were protests. Their voice doesn't matter. I, I honestly don't give a shit who else yeah. in the world protests. Who <laughs> protests how you want? Like, you guys protest over everything in every other country. Yeah, there was, there was at least, uh, between all of the major cities that um, actually held the protests, uh, for, for the Women's March uh, in particular, um, there was at least uh, two million women nationally, if really? not more. Women? Not, really? Yeah, if not, Seriously. well, I know that there were there I mean, were more than just women showing up. Two to, two, two to three million worldwide, I and there was one uh, in every state. In venture something positive came out of that day. In one day, the Trump administration got more fat women out walking than the Obama <laughs> administration did in eight years. <laughs> Come on, all this female. I see you smiling. He's just so It's bad. You're horrible, man. You're horrible. That's what I was hearing. Actually, whoever did else. that meme was horrible. I can honestly tell you, I I have a hard time. And, and this is gonna, <laughs> this is going to turn south really fast, and, and this is where Jackie's wrath will come out, and I will feel it very soon. But on this, well, Chris, I'm in the same boat with you. So, I when you're 51 percent of the population, they, they, one, you don't all agree. So when you're talking about women's rights, like I know so many women who one hate other women. You don't even agree on what the issues are. Like we're fighting for women's rights, but what are the rights? And they're like, well, it's your body, your choice. Well, I know a ton of pro-life women, so they completely disagree with you. So I'm not, I'm not sure what exactly 
the marshers for. I'm humiliated for the guys who showed up. I think that's embarrassing. Like, right. you should go home. Like, you didn't read the brochure that said it's a march for women. Like, stay, stay home. It didn't say a march of women. Come it on. It said a march for women. Listen, it's, oh, it's ridiculous. Good point. Good it's ridiculous. Point. So, you know, again, if, if there was a march for dudes, I, I don't think things. a lot of women are showing up unless they're looking for a date. And that's the only thing the guys were doing. We're looking for a date. You know, that showed up there. That's not true. Oh, um, there on. were a couple of guys that, um, like, that of women I know directly that participated, that their fathers went out in to march with them in support. I find it embarrassing. I think it's ridiculous as a guy to go out and march in a woman's rally. Like, God bless you. I don't even know what we're marching about because most women can't even agree on what the common subjects are and get consensus on them. So it's just a march to say I'm a woman. Well, congratulations. You're already 51% of the population. I love you dearly. You know, God knows I would like a lot of women. So, (laughs) very fair. But I'm like, you know, it's just, and and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it reminds me uh, in a sense of the way the civil rights movement had gone, where I can completely get behind marching for the right to vote what i don't understand is getting behind a march that says i don't want to show an id when i vote like that's a different issue i'm like yeah literally you don't have an id with your picture on it like are you kidding me that's this shit i can't get on a plane or buy a drink or do anything else without an id but I can vote without one? And I, and I agree with nonsense. Chris on that. I do like, not understand the argument behind It's just that. continuing to look for little things to get pissed off about. And I'm like, hey. It's so if you go out to out. the Women's March website, yeah. they have their goals out there, what their unity goals are. Ending violence, okay. reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights, How many women do you rights, think agree on all those things? Civil's rights. You don't have to march if you don't agree <coughs> with it. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is they're representing this as, uh, we're united women, we're getting together, we're, we're you know, this is Well, the women yeah. that it's march are united. I mean, you don't well, have to second. agree. Then, then represent yourself as a liberal woman's march, you know, and mm-hmm. I agree with that. I'm totally cool with that. But don't pretend that every woman on earth out of a six billion, seven billion population. I don't think they said every woman on earth. Oh my God. They, I don't think they, they did. so wanted to represent all women. And I'm like, women are the cattiest people to each other that I know. I, they don't even mean, I oh bet God, there were a million there. fights in the march. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. Like, like, it had to just be brutal. Well, it wasn't. Nobody got arrested. Nobody. Oh, no. They just talked bad about each other and posted it on Facebook and Snapchat. (laughs) And they they didn't clean up all their signs. They left them on the street. (laughs) Now, Brandy cleaned the house and made me dinner. Give me me a minute. Give me a minute here. (laughs) This this letter was was sent to my wife. From the views and opinions of the man sitting at the panel beside myself do not reflect the full views and opinions of the Law Party Podcast. Okay. Now back to our scheduled program. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I have a, a, just give me a minute here because I need to read this. This, this is, and I won't read it all because it's fairly long. But this is, this is a, my wife's cousin's wife who grew up dirt poor, was beat so bad by her husband, the guy ended up in prison. Wow. Among other things, he did wrong. Yeah, yeah. And she ended up marrying Billy, and they became very successful. They're multi-millionaires now. And so she worked up. And this is a friend of hers that wrote this. <clears throat> and I thought it was interesting. A different view from a woman 
looking at the other side of the view. I am not a disgrace to women because I don't support the Women's March. I do not feel I'm a second-class citizen because that, I am a she woman. She didn't write that. That's going all over Facebook. Yes, but this is a friend of hers. Okay, that sent it and to it's her, her, but she, her friend didn't write that. No, no. Yeah. But she knows who this woman is. Okay. That's my point. <clears throat> Second-class citizen, I do, I do not feel my voice is not heard because I am a woman. I do not feel I'm provided opportunities in life for America because I'm a woman. I do not feel like I don't have control of my body or choices because I am a woman. I do not feel like I am not respected or undermined because I am a woman. I am a woman. I can make my own choices. I can speak and be heard. I can vote. I can work if I want. I control my body. I can defend myself. I can defend my family. There's nothing stopping me to do anything in this world but myself. Okay, which is kind of where I'm at too. Um, wanted to go. She, I'm a mother, a daughter, a wife, a sister, a friend. I'm not held back in life by the walls that I choose not to go over, which is a personal choice. Quit blaming, take responsibility. If you want to speak, do so, but do not expect for me, a woman, to take you seriously wearing a pink Bod JJ hat on your head and screaming for, ta- for profanities and bashing men. I think that's a reasonable point. I, I think she has a re- whoever wrote this had a reasonable. I'm pretty cool out of the other end. I've never given a crap. I, our highest paid employer is a woman. Like, I think it's it's great. And I'm not against anything that, that women have fought for. And I'm not stupid enough to think that there's probably not some issues that still exist. It's just that I thought this was a little bit silly. And again, I really despise, like, everybody who knows me, I've given this speech a thousand times. My least favorite phrase in the world is, oh, what a strong woman. Because it insults every other woman on earth, as if it's such a surprise that a woman can... And it usually, it's misused. It's not your physically strong. You just ran a successful business. Or you did, you knew you accomplished something. Congratulations, you're supposed to accomplish something. Like, everybody expects you to. That's not a surprise. Yeah. That doesn't make you strong. It doesn't make you anything. It just makes you a good business person or whatever else the case was. But And I find it to be incredibly insulting to other women. I always have, and I think it's a disgusting phrase. And, I mean, I'm, dude, I'm way more feminist than most dudes you're ever going to meet. I hire as many women as I can in power positions to be uh, professionals. Because I think they handle themselves better than guys do sometimes. And, 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 I, and I'm right there with you. But I, I just, I, my wife was in a position of power. Should be. I mean, honestly, when, when you deserve it, you should be. A lot but of, then you get a, into things like... A lot of our like, friends are women that own their own businesses. You get into things like equal pay for equal work. Well, then now you're starting to get into weird stuff because now you have to define what equal is. And it's like, well, I should be paid for... You know, being I, if I want a family, I should be able to take it. Well, you're working less, so now it's not equal pay for equal work. Generally speaking, every study and even the Department of Labor would put out uh, studies that they already have that defend this position. It's like if you look on an hourly rate, it is very, very, very similar. It is that a lot of women, particularly of childbearing age, work less hours because they have kids, and that's a choice. That's a choice. That's not a right. You know, so I'm like, that's that's a different thing. You know, so I have a hard time with the march just in general. One, because I think marches are stupid. Secondly, I would never get out of bed to march for anything. <laughs> I would be really tired and there was football on, I think, that day. 
But, uh, you know, I was like, no, 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 no. Just, and nothing's ever changed from a march. There's maybe only one march in the entire history of the world that ever changed anything. And that was the march on Selma, I would say. But other than that, you know, do whatever you want. March on you want and have at it. have to stop women's suffraging now. I really really have a hard time with with (laughs) women's suffrage when you're 51% of the population. Then won't you guys agree with each other? Vote everybody out of office, get all chicks in there, and you guys would win. And great, you pass every law you want. But until then, it's not so bad. Why are you talking like directly to me? Because we're the only one, you're the only one at the table. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just defended the march. So, I didn't defend or or whatever the march. Said. You said you didn't know what they were marching for, and I was telling you what they were marching. No, no, no. For. I, I, so. I did. I did already. <laughs> I did already understand the list Busted. of things that they had said. What did you feel? I still thought they, they were important selling. issues that they marched for. That's. I asked a whole lot of different women today because I was trying to get a consensus. I was, I'm not trying to come in and be a narrow-minded well, buddy. to me, I, I mean, you, you're talking to the wrong person because I'm involved in the women's group at work. I watch women's no, issues. No, 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 no. I see the salaries of the women and the men that work that I work with, and sure. they are not comparable. Well, Michelle will tell you the same. For thing. the same hours, the same knowledge, the same time, they're not comparable. But it is what it is, and they're choosing, you know, to to stay there. You know, you. Negotiate when you go in what you feel you're worth. And negotiate. So, yeah. well, and I, I but, now. But I, that's the thing, though. That's the thing that um, is a little bit harder for some women. Not all women. Negotiation is very hard for women. It, it's very hard for them. Okay, well, that sucks, but <laughs> get over it and get But what are your main issues about the For march? me, my main issue. Truly, what do you feel the march's main issue? I can't answer that. I can answer me personally. I don't feel that you should tell somebody what their reproductive rights are. For me, I am pro-life. I do not have the right to tell Carolyn that she should be pro-life. I'm pro-choice for everybody else. And I think that that's a fair thing to be. I should not tell you what's okay for you. Do you feel I don't live your life. I don't have your values. I don't know anything about what's going on with you and your family. So it's not right for... Everybody e- does. Everybody has an opinion and they vote. They vote in a particular which exercises that, that decision making and that judgment. It, and I would say that there's a very valid argument and I am hyper pro-choice and it has saved my life a thousand times. But God. what I would say is... I, I can understand the flip side of it, which is, first off, generally speaking, if you're going to exclude rape from the issue, which I would hope that we would, which mm-hmm. is less than 1-2% to 2% of the abortions that happen in the United but States, the- it was consensual sex that there was a decision mm-hmm. made at that point, which everybody knows the risk of it is pregnancy. And I swear to God, if there was something where I knew that I was going to bear 90% of the responsibility when this was done, I would really think through it pretty hard. I'm not I was really saying drunk, that there's not happens. women that but, there's not women that abuse that. That they're like, oh, well, I always have the choice of abortion because I know control. women like that. And I, I don't agree so. with it. But I'm not the one that has to live with the decision that you make. I'm not the one that's scarring your body. And when you decide you want to have kids, you probably won't be able to. But 
they have to live with that. Well, and I think that that is how it should be. You should I, have the right to do what you want to do. I think there's do. a legitimate argument that the right to do what you want to do happened before you had sex and you could have said no, knowing what the consequences were. Because we Okay, but we've had wait, this wait conversation and, and last listen. time. I got pregnant with my daughter and I was on birth control. I understand. That my my is, aunt has a child and her husband wore two condoms at a time. Now, can you even imagine that? Everybody on earth brings up a personal example, and I get it. I'm saying statistically, and if we're being honest with each other, then less less than 1% to 2% of abortions are due to failed birth control. There's nothing... But you know on, what? Let's be honest. It, in those, in, in those it cases... It still could, isn't my place to tell somebody that it's okay or not. I, but we do on all kinds of things. We constantly do. But as we're a, talking as a about the women's and march and women's rights right now. I am truly a. I don't have the right to tell you what's okay. Yes, I don't do. care what it's about. Yes, you do. You, no, you, I don't. You vote for politicians who do. You. We have laws in this society. That well, do. I would hope we that all, we would vote for politicians that have the same values that we have. And so your values are the politicians that you vote for, and my values would be the ones that I vote for, and so right. they would probably. At times, differ on things, and that is a judgment call. So that is the literally the exact same as telling me I have a right to do something or right not to, because they will enact laws that reflect that judgment. And so I would say, and again, I'm hyper pro-choice. I mean, I thank God for Roe versus Wade every day. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand. That sounds why like a whole other podcast. I do understand why <laughs> there is a flip side of it, and I don't think it's an illegitimate one. I think people want to just write them off as religious crazies, and I'm like, no, there is a I, very I, valid I, other side. And this is where I have a problem with a women's march, because literally half the women in this world think pro-life, and half the world think pro-choice, and they don't agree at all. I would rather see this march in Saudi Arabia where it makes a difference, where they actually are being persecuted and held down and they don't have civil rights, they have nothing. Well, that, I think Molly would agree that. that is part of what the march was. And I, that's I, why I they get tried. It. You know, I that's mean, it, you're you, right can, you can it, it agree was or disagree to It's supposed to be a global thing. It and was a global thing. It was kind of a global thing, except for the countries where they put it down because women aren't allowed to march. Well, but, I mean, you know, look at Russia. <laughs> they like, have to have government... Um, approval to march. So, well, we have to in the you have to in the United States. They well, get, the government's they, not going to let that. It doesn't. Matter. They had to get a permit. Well, you got to get a permit, but in other countries, they literally permit or not, it's just not going to happen. Well, so, but to, get, but to go not. back to, I, I'm not. A, you thought I was going to be upset by that, and I'm not because that woman has the right to feel that way. Yes, but. It, well, I what's didn't want to give you post? full warning I was coming at you. But what's in that post? I mean, half of my friends posted that. It's their right to feel that way. It's when you start bashing people for the way they feel that it becomes there, an issue. Yeah, and there wasn't any bashing in there. No. It was just a disagreement. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing that I want to bring up, too, as far as subject goes, it seemed to me like a lot of them were after Trump, Trump because of his locker room talk. So it was. It was, it was honestly and, a bunch and, of Democrats. Yeah, yeah. It's so, not a women's march. It's why a didn't Democratic they march on, women's march. But why didn't they march on Bill Clinton when he was screwing around with interns in the office? Always one of the things I've always wondered. Because you know, it's, it's, the it's, NWA it's hypocrisy. Came out, the NWA supported Clinton. And actually came out on his side after he's screwing a twenty-year-old. The NAACP, yeah, National Women, National Women's Organization. Uh, okay, NWL. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, Ice Cube came out. Say something. National Women's Organization. Gloria Steinem. They they all came out in favor and supported him. And I'm like, I was like, bro. 
That's massive hypocrisy. I'm an idiot. Massive hypocrisy. I would say this. And that's what bothers me. If it was the CEO of IBM who was caught fucking an intern in the closet, he would have been fired immediately and he would have been gone and there would have been no questions asked and every woman's group on earth would have said this is an example, yet another example of a rich white guy taking advantage of some little kid, girl, you know, he didn't know any better and what we have to put up with to try to get ahead in the world and yet you have the president do it and he gets a clean pass on everything. I mean, it's a, it's a load of bullshit. There's a lot of hypocrisy, and I wish women would be consistent in the way they stand up for each exactly. other. That's kind of my yeah, point I, I was trying I, I to really make, too. My, my mother had an interesting situation. She took a car in to get fixed down in Florida, sitting beside the lady in her car service, too, and got to talk to this gal, and she was a lobbyist in Washington. And she says, there's, there's two people in Washington you never get on an elevator with. One's Bill Clinton, the other one's Teddy, Teddy Kennedy, because they will molest you. And she wasn't joking. Well, I'd give it a good shot if they were good looking, but, I mean, yeah, you just give it your But fair, you're not a politician, are you? No, not you're, at all. You're, you're just Chris, and we know that's going to happen. Listen, and, 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 and I, I'm going to do it in a little different way, you know, at least I'm going to try to court him before I molest him. That's exactly right. I'll be a gentleman about it, but I'm going to make a solid effort. Once again, out there, podcast player, <laughs> the views of the Pace Express are with on the panel. Do not reflect yeah. the Law Party Podcast as a whole. Thank you. spicy this morning. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think, though. I'm I'm waiting for the opportunity to be the most offensive possible, just mm. for the sake of it's just for comedy, just for the sake of comedy. And Ben, I mean, I don't have. I don't have over Chris. Chris, no show. You know, I I I do know I do know that. Uh, Let's talk about something that matters. That, yeah, I was gonna say I do know that Ben tends to uh, <laughs> tends to lean feminist in in, yes. in a lot of respects. So I'm curious uh, your thoughts on on. Uh, yeah, I think there are some, uh, uh, some very real concerns when it comes to uh, women and the Trump administration. Uh, not just because of the lascivious locker room talk, as they say, but also the. Um, very real prospect of defunding a lot of Planned Parenthood and the resources that just benefit the health of women in general in this country so overwhelmingly much and why we would get rid of a program that's so effective and successful is well you know I, I, I do think I, I do think a lot of people assume Planned Parenthood's like you know modus operandi is uh, abortions but but I know a lot. Yeah, but I know a lot. I know a lot. I know a lot of women. Right, they counsel against it. They get their actual health care. Yes. Um, uh, through Planned Parenthood because the prevention of yeah, cancer. You know, STDs. Well, you have you have teenagers that don't want to talk or can't. Well, we're busy talking about who can fuck who and what the consequences of it are. Yeah, the, the real news of Saturday was Trump signed an executive order repealing Obama's target of the FHA uh, mortgage uh, mortgage rate. Mm-hmm. Which we were going to get to. He signed more executive orders. Right? Which we were yeah. going to get to. That is you primarily important to baby boomers because <clears throat> the average American at 62 has about $150,000 liquid net of their home. So the trend right now is boomers are either taking a reverse mortgage out on their house, which is a minority, or they're selling their homes on the open market, taking that equity to fund their, their retirements and living in, a, in a, an apartment building. The people, for on, on, on every side of a transaction where there's a seller, there has to be a buyer. 
right? So the people that are buying those homes are your are, are the up and coming generation, which by when yeah the, when you when you raise interest rates, transactions go down because less people qualify, right? So so by what what looks what was a very short sighted economic boon to the government and to the banks is ultimately going to prove poisonous to the economy at large because, okay, let's back it out again even further. 80% of our, actually it's more like 70, but 70% of our, of our economy is consumer spending, of which the majority of that is largely driven by home equity, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're fucking with boomers' retirements, we're fucking with the economy, all by one little piece of legislation that was completely masked by people argue, arguing over who's got control over the ovaries. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, who fucking cares? <laughs> Let's focus on the money. It always comes back to money. Well, and defend uh, the slower hike in interest rates. What's that? Because a lot of this has nothing to do with the Fed. This, no, no, no. this is independent of that. So what, for, first of all, let, they, let me jump in here. Not come out and defend slower hikes in interest rates. Oh, sure, rates sure, it is. Let me jump in here and say, for since I did not say what the brothers Grimm do, Lane is in particularly in the financial industry and. And he deals with uh, retirement funds um, uh, uh, quite a bit. So um, out there in podcast land, this is probably a voice you want to actually listen to. Where, where, and else. development, and, and real well, estate on development. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I'm actually torn by this piece of legislation because, yeah. on one hand, of my balance sheet, it, it it just preserved the value proposition of my uh, of my apartment. Uh, apartment building real estate business or development business but on the other hand it's really screwed my retiree clients so it's just like you know like everything in this world it's a zero sums game right there are winners and losers and I feel really awkward being on both sides of this equation yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. alright so like, what personally I'm doing great All right, so, not so much for you so what yeah. else uh, <laughs> was in the executive order I say so I know that was one piece of the executive order well, it's different executive orders. Yeah, but what what else did he sign? My he, he also uh, gave a waiver to General Mattis to become uh, the first Secretary of Defense who was previously a general within three years of retirement he, since he the fifties. Didn't 50s. have to wait. The, yeah, which is which a fairly unanimous. Yeah, ninety-nine to one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's the most qualified individual for the job. I wanted him to be Secretary of State. Yes, I wanted him to be our chief diplomat. Really? Yeah. What? Just that attitude. Talk softly and have a plan to kill everyone in the room. Yes. You don't think Tolson would have a similar attitude? No, he's a money guy. Yeah, yeah he doesn't <laughs> give a shit about. It. You just said it was about the money. It is not not when it comes to foreign diplomacy. Money no, doesn't right. kill people. Bullets fired by angry people kill people. <laughs> Over money. Over money. Over money. Over money. Over. Uh, I'd rather solve it at the money level. Uh, speaking of money and trade deals and such, I was wondering your opinion mm. on our withdrawal from the TPP. Yeah, that was the other executive yeah. order. Good yes. point, man. Hey, pull us out of the TPP. Well. Yes, yes. So I, I, I support that move yeah. personally, um, but I, I, I sure. like I said, I'm not financed. No, so. no, and that's another thing. And I'm going to so part with. What do you think about? I, I look. It's just my opinion here, but. As an economist, but uh, you know, parting with the party line of Wall Street, who are, are champions of free trade, because that ultimately benefits capital. In other words, people already have money. Uh, our biggest asset as a country is our consumer base, right? True. True. Free trade gives True. away that asset for free, right? So you, you, you know, the, these other countries 
that don't have a stake or are not stakeholders in the creation of our perfectly imperfect system, exactly. right, do not have the right to compete openly in our markets. You've got to pay to play. Yeah, you have to pay to play. In other words, we have to, one, preserve, we have to preserve our, our consumer base, but two, also protect our, our own capital formation. Like, if people don't realize that, that money, is, it, 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 it's not a, it's not a, a preserved asset. It, it, it dissipates. It goes away. And everything happens in these cycles, right? Exactly. So, so what I'm saying is when we have free trade, we, we, we speed up that cycle of wealth creation and wealth destruction among our own citizenry. Anyway, what I'm getting at is, uh, overall, it's going to be really bad for the multinational companies, but it's going to be really good for Main Street. So it, it's, it's a one or yeah. the other thing to me. Yeah. Like, Everybody has to get on board, or everybody has to not be right, on board. You, right, it's, it's, in a lot of ways, I would say it's like a communism <laughs> or a socialist society where you need everybody to go with you, so mm-hmm. you can be competitive and it all works together and that's a great theory. Right. Or you need everybody to be opposed to it and just stay the hell away from it. When you half-ass it right in the middle, right. you're dead. No, you're dead. Then, so, then, then you're so what about NAFTA? Is it the same situation? Same. Let's pull out a NAFTA too. No, I, so no, he, I love so, NAFTA. So your question, he signed the mortgage. It is the same. Yeah. Um, it is the and same. TPP, or TT, whatever. Right. And then um, Mexico City abortion rules and uh, the hiring freeze for federal federal agencies were the mm. four that have been signed so far. Yeah. The, anybody can overrule the federal hiring freeze. That, that takes 10 cents and, you know, an hour to do that. So, big deal. Oh but, uh, yeah. And executive orders and a lot. I mean, like, literally, Congress can just step in and go, you know, you're a dipshit, so we're going to bypass you. <laughs> oh, but, well, I, mean, but, you know, well, I guess the real question is, do we do we think that you're the... Right. Uh, I just think that's funny. That the, <laughs> the current party in power is going to do that. I think they're going to start having a lot of very serious divisions very quickly. And I think Trump has been all over the map on a lot of the things that he said. Nobody actually knows what he stands for and what he wants to do. Even the Republicans <laughs> are coming out and say, we have no idea so, what he wants to do. So, I was listening to a newscast, I want to say, was it Saturday you came up here by yes. yourself? And they were talking about how you really don't know if Trump's talking about what he really believes, if he's talking to just to hear himself talk or if he's saying something crazy so that when he tells you what he really wants to do you're like oh okay that's fine that seems more moderate <laughs> yeah you were crazy on your tweet but now you backed off of your tweet so yeah. we'll let this one slide because um, otherwise he essentially describe that in his book The Art of the Deal how whenever you come to a deal you I mean, suggest something outrageous sure. and then you back everybody knows that's that that's what you, what you do that's in business, business. that's yeah. been something since Dale Carnegie has been right right right, right, right. Yeah. He, he threw that out as a but I guess what Jay's point is, we don't know if he's doing that or he's Yeah, you don't really know. Like, does he really believe that? Yeah. On a larger issue, I'll tell you this, because you, one of the things that you had thrown out was, and I don't know if we're getting there yet or not, but it was a peaceful transition of power. Yeah. And I will tell you, yes, obviously it's America, we do peaceful transition of power, although there have been people who've hated each other who had to take that car ride together. And I love that. I love that awkward moment. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. I was watching, right. uh, I was watching the inauguration and stuff that day, and it got me to thinking about just that. You know, uh, the Obamas and the Trumps. 
and the car ride together. And uh, well, they don't all go together. The first ladies go together, and then right, right, right. Uh, guys right. So, but it makes me, uh, it makes me wonder about how awkward those car rides must really be. Some of them are great, and some of them are terrible. Yeah. If you ever want to read a great book, read it, read the book called the Pla- the President's Club. And it describes their relationships amongst the past presidents and who gets along. So if you notice, what's weird to me, and this was, I guess, the point I was going to make was, uh, as much as people did not like George Bush, the second one, younger one, as president, he and the Clintons are phenomenally good friends. And their entire families are very good friends. And strangely, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama and George Bush are amazingly good friends. Mm-hmm. Very good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that the only reason why is because there's a mutual respect for the office that was held and nobody else understands the pressure that goes along with it. And they very took small it very club. seriously. My, my biggest concern with Trump is that he doesn't give a shit about the institution. He doesn't care. Uh, it is just a joke and he's like the only guy who's mm-hmm. around and it's the Trump show. And it has little, little respect for the institution, the traditions, the offices, those kinds of things. That's what makes me nervous. Yeah, and it actually does make me nervous. One, um, yes, uh, in modern times, uh, of course, um, uh, President Obama tweeted. But he tweeted under, uh, under, oh, under POTUS. Uh, yeah, they, they this, um, deactivated his um, personal Twitter account. Yeah, uh, they reactivated they, it right. on Saturday. Yes, yeah. and but in this case, uh, our new president is not going to tweet under POTUS. He's going to tweet under Donald. Well, J. he does Trump. have the POTUS account. He does. Well, whoever is president has. Oh, hail Caesar! But they he, archive uh, everything before <laughs> that. This is a new it, thing. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time they've ever transitioned that that authority. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that was um, I thought that was uh, interesting and probably ill advised that he would be allowed to keep Donald J. Trump uh, as president. Now, it could be because under Donald J. Trump, he can still say ridiculous Stupid shit, shit. Yeah. Uh, and he and he probably knows he shouldn't do that under POTUS uh, so he chose so he he fought to uh, not use POTUS and use use the one he's been using mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day people know who he is why, why should the division be even allowed because Donna if you treat under if you tweet under he shouldn't be allowed to post this ridiculous shit Trump, period it's all going to be about well yes Donald most people agree with that and then you can have your separate one for important matters. But uh, even um, Obama, like when he would actually... that were presidential. Well, he did of, all the time. And most oh, of the no, tweets no. from the POTUS account weren't him. They say on there, if it's They're from him, it has, it has uh, B.O. under it or after it. So right. that you would know he actually said it or it was just the White House. Yeah, and he said he... Wanted to be very active on the presidential Twitter. I'm like, oh, every time get B.O. underneath it, I'll to send you a case of sure. Please do not. You know, I thought he had an underarm problem or something. It's it's alarming. I mean, the the thought of him on, tweeting on the presidential Twitter account 
as the president saying stupid shit just drives me nuts. Like that, keep it on your personal stuff. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's like the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook. And like put stupid shit on Facebook. I want to ask our economists a question because the one thing that Trump has done that I find very interesting is all the different people from the private sector he's brought in and met with. What do you, what do you see with that, Lane? I follow the money. They're all contributors of his. Hey. I don't yeah. agree with having well, the ones five that weren't, pits from Goldman Sachs. And, and their previous previous uh, partners in, at various levels of the d- deals. Why would you not agree with that? They've paid to play. Well, and that, yeah. that's you really my problem. That's all yeah. the meetings he's having is pay for play. That, that's oh, a, that is a Democratic and a Republican tradition. Like, you always meet with your supporters right yeah. after. Well, I'm not mad at Hillary meeting with your supporters. You, be meeting with people right now? you don't think David Gibbons at the White House right now hanging on the Lincoln bedroom, chilling yeah. out, listening to the similar people show up. Yeah. Like that. My problem isn't meeting with your supporters or anything. I mean, because, like I say, everybody does that. My problem is uh, is nominating them. To cabinet positions, um, like like the uh, oh I can't remember her name right now. Betsy DeVos. Yeah, DeVos for uh, education well, secretary. It, it basically, her family's just given two hundred million dollars to the Republican right. Party. She's she knows to nothing in the Blackwater. It doesn't matter families. because ultimately they're they're sub, one they're subject to congressional or I'm sorry senatorial approval, but right. two which is also, predominantly Republican. But right it now. doesn't matter. They're also accountable to said Senate. So what I'm getting at is. They don't get impeached. They literally get forced into resignation. True. So what I'm get what I'm saying is it doesn't matter. And I would say beyond that, if you look at education, they're not elected officials. That's a great, great position to give to somebody who you don't give a shit about, who just gave you money because literally the federal government has nothing to do with education. It's two percent of the money. It's a block grant to the states, and the states can use it however they want. Almost all education is done at the state level. has nothing to do with federal money in most cases. But they cases. do get federal money. They get a 2% block grant. That's what they get. 2% okay. of what? Their total funding? Or? Of, of the total funding oh, in this yeah. country of education. Yeah. 2% of it is federal funding. 2% of the federal It is a nothing. Most people didn't even want a Department of Education. They thought okay. it was stupid. And so they completely underfund it, and it's all done at the state and local level. I mean, and, it is, and it is a reasonably new... Uh, cabinet position. I mean, it, it didn't exi- it didn't exist before nineteen eighty. She's also not taking a it, it was it was it was proposed yeah. under Carter. It was yeah. actually it was enacted under Reagan. And uh, and so and for, you know, for us that are so passionate about about policy yeah. at a national level, a dog. I'm sorry. ultimately it's all yeah. controlled by Congress because Congress owns the purse strings. They they literally own the money. So what I'm getting at is is what what's happened here is that the Democrats have who previously literally owned local politics, began kind of taking it for granted, especially in like the, the swing areas. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting at is if, if you're that passionate about na- national policy, start giving a really big shit about local policy. Well, and we talk about all the time on yeah. here. And, yeah. I, and I think that that will start to happen again. Right. Uh, I think every time a party, uh, I think every time a party has an ass woman. Yeah, you know, then they start to pay attention to the little things again. But the, the fundamentals. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I, so I think that yeah, so at a state and local see. level, they've had an ass open for many years. Yeah, but I think that the Democrats. It's just like Ohio State getting crushed in the college football playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think. I think now that <laughs> screw you, Ohio State. I think that now not only you <laughs> lost the presidency because it's one thing to lose it, 
I think it's another thing to lose the uh, lose the electoral college in the way that the Democrats did. Um, and yes, uh, the Democrats won a popular vote, but you know this is chess, not checkers. And and since it is chess. The uh, Republicans just played better chess this she, time. She just lost by not trying. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I she she decided that. not to play chess. She 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 forgot it was chess. I think. I have a question for um, um, Lane. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, please. So I I thought I read it. I thought I read it over the weekend that uh, Trump assigned to allow the increase for military. Members? I didn't hear about that. Increasing pay? Two, mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. 2.1%. Okay. Well, the, the, uh, there's a yearly average of the pay raises between a, uh, a percentage and a half or 2%. They definitely. try to uh, uh, measure it against inflation, don't they? Indeed. They the cost of living index? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well. Which, which they're still below, but. Yeah. They're. Uh, Mm-hmm. But it was, if I'm not mistaken, 2 or 2.2%. The, the military uh, feels that they have a champion in Trump, don't they? And they didn't feel like they had a champion when Obama did. Oh, because he served. And I don't see how that's actually. actually the military almost always goes anyway, Republican, uh, right? What would you, like, what but I don't always means an increase in defense spending. But is that a good thing? I mean... Which you is know, strange. I think this is just playing politics Democrat. with the military. I, you know, with Austin, really when he way. was in, okay. when yeah. he was in, I never understood why they had to pay for their own uniforms and had to. Well, no, they the were, officership like, does. The officer yeah, enlisted yeah. members he get a stipend. You're, you're giving us a year. You're giving he us. He did not. No, no, you're, oh. you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're given a stipend and you're required to use that stipend for the uniforms. Now, if you blow it on. Hookers and beer. Now, I mean, is that <laughs> is that army or all? Because in, in your, that's in deep department of fields. Okay. Well, well, I don't know what happened totally. Yeah, on this, but I had a friend of mine's son yeah. that was in Fallujah, mm-hmm. Marine, and he had to run. Yet there was an open sewer there, and he literally had to run across this pipe, fell off of, fell in the sewer. Of course, he trashed his boots. And I figured, well, the military's going to buy you another piece of, another pair of boots. Uh-uh. Oh, no. no. His parents had to buy a set of boots and send them to him. Yeah, I never knew anything about anything like this. And yeah. I was just like, right. you've got to be kidding me. He had to this, get his this kid's getting shot at and falling and shit. And you can't buy him a pair of freaking boots? You're, I, I will say You're giving $500 a year in, in, a, in a clothing allowance. Yeah, enlisted yeah. members, yeah, receive a stipend right around tax season. So he spent it on whores and beer. They get money. Yes, and beyond that, that's exactly what happened. Like, volunteer army I mean this has been a tradition for a very long time we've always been a volunteer army with rare exception there have been exception few drafts in the history of this country it's a volunteer army so you know what you're getting I mean yeah because yeah it's, it's I, I didn't understand it's it. a very it's, small stipend for clothes it just kind of blew me away uh, sure like no you, and, and here's the thing you pay for like, your own body armor or somebody no, pay well, you, for well, it no, it's, 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 it's issued issue to you now if you lose yeah. it yeah. And if you lose it, you gotta pay for your own, or if you want okay, something that's okay, rated better story. than what the lowest. Yeah. I caught a bitter. bullet in my chest plate, and I had to pay to replace that chest plate. Okay. So, so and, silly. but it, I mean, that part's no, a little No, I'm actually kind of proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Dingus. <laughs> well, you didn't get shot in the chest, it's, did you? Well, it's kids <laughs> not understanding how to budget. 
I need to get a shot. I like Austin, like Austin, he uh, he spent a lot of his money on stupid the video games butt, right? or books and food instead of going to whatever you guys call the cafeteria. And, Otherwise known and as having free food. <laughs> well, uh, it, 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 I mean, uh, that definitely depends on, on where you're stationed at because certain postings don't have dining facilities and so therefore they'll cut you an extra so many hundred dollars a month to pay for your own food. But at the end of the day, no matter what is coming out of your check, it's, it's listed on your, on your, 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 your DROS, um, your statement of your pay and what different parts of your pay are allocated towards. If, if you have a dining facility on your posting, money is subtracted from your check to pay for it. Yeah. So if you're not eating there and you're spending money though at the fucking PX, it. that's your problem. I honestly yeah. I honestly don't care. I mean like Me literally either. at some point <laughs> if you choose that as a profession, you follow by the IRS rules that go along with it. That mm. is your chosen profession. So now you have to deal with it like anybody else in business does. Just being in the military and I Great respect military people, but it is a business too. That's your profession. That's how you make okay, your money. Okay, but at 18, were you smart about how you spent your money? It doesn't matter. You're an adult. It doesn't, but it, I, wait, wait a but second. I'm you, asking you, you can't at hold 18, me. were you smart about how you spent your I money? I was responsible for my mistakes. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, did you spend your money wisely when you were an 18 year old yes, boy? Yes, I dropped out of school and I had to work my ass off because I had no money at all. So, yeah, I did. I watched every dollar and where it went because <laughs> I didn't have any dollars. That's why, they have, so, that's why they have baby bowl nights for a quarter because you can go in for five bucks were, and get drunk. There were times that <laughs> he went a week or more without food because he chose to spend all his money. <laughs> yep, $3, $3 at a grocery store you can eat for a week. Swear to God, you can eat for a week on no. three bucks out of your I'm not store. saying that. Red I'm just saying rice. he chose to spend his wrong. money mm -hmm. wrong, so, and so, he so, ended so, up so, not eating for a week. The key, yeah. the key <laughs> point that you're making, and I and I, this is where I have the problem, is always when you say the word, he chose to chose. do this. Yeah. This is my major problem with like nationalized healthcare and all these other things. I'm like. You choose to pick up a bar tab and watch cable TV and mm -hmm. get Hulu and Spotify and yada yada, mm -hmm. and you choose not to buy an insurance policy because you don't think that that's important enough. Well, you can afford the insurance. Yeah. It's the same reason why I really despise the fact that we have state laws against uh, smoking in bars, for example. Like, literally, all it would have taken is a no smoking sign. That would have been voluntary. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine, but they chose not to do that, and they decided to make it a state law. I'm like, no. Right. It should be a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the way, you want to go where the smoke is, you go there. Yeah. Kansas City, I have a, a point to make on this, since we're sitting in the Pendergast Club, which is the only freaking place we can do this. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska last We drink and smoke up here yeah. uh, at the podcast, yeah. by the way, out there podcast. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska. America. And I went downtown to Jake's Cigars and Spirits. One side of the bar is non-smoking. In there. The other side of the bar is smoking. It's a college bar. I was the oldest guy in there, but it was cool. Yeah, my cousin is one year older than I am. So we were the two oldest guys in there. But we were able to sit down, have a drink, and smoke. And guess what? There was no food. So what? That's what it needs to be if you just have a bar and you don't have any food. Because in Kansas City, in order to maintain your liquor license, you have to sell a certain amount of food. No, no, no. There's three different liquor licenses that you can do. You can do a tavern license, which you don't have to sell any food at all. But that means that you have to close at 1 o'clock and you can't be open on Sunday. 
So that's one option that you okay. have. The other one, I should know you'd known this. Uh, well, you do too. So the other two are you can apply for a license where you can stay up until three, which requires approval from a whole shit ton of neighbors and all that other kind of stuff. Or you can choose to uh, decide to sell at least fifty percent food because I think if you want to sell, that's what my wife was talking sell 50% about. Fifty percent food. Yeah, yeah. So fifty percent of your three or fifty. Yeah, it's somewhere in that yeah. neck of the woods, and I forget what it is. Yeah. So you have to sell at least a certain proportion of your uh, overall revenue has to be food-derived. De- and so this is where you get people re- ringing up vodka tonics as potatoes, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, and it happens all so the that's time. That's why you I mean, force you it on it. me all the yeah. time, Ben. Yeah. Oh, I know. I get it. Okay, so actually, that brings up uh, that brings uh, me back to uh, to the list, uh, which brings me back to protest. But I think it's that it, it's actually not protest. <laughs> it's uh, the next item on my list, which is uh, alternative facts. Uh, and I thought that uh, that was actually a great segue to alternative facts because technically a beverage derived from potatoes could technically be claimed to be potatoes, I suppose. <laughs> vodka? But that is not potato a vodka. But that is not a fact. That is an alternative that's, that's fact. Wishful that's wishful thinking. Right, right, right. That's actually wishful thinking. But for Transitive this, property. For this... Uh, so heroin, heroin is now for, sesame? For this segment, really. <laughs> exactly. For this, for this segment, we'll call it alternative facts, and we'll go with... Uh, Poor Ben. So I wanted to talk about... Uh, I wanted to talk about... Uh, talk about some of the... Uh, some of the stuff that uh, uh, Kellyanne was uh, saying about uh, alternative facts, uh, and I did say on my listing here that I think that she's now got the fully got the Trump disease. Um, where? Uh, so what'd she say? Uh, well, uh, she wasn't the worst. I think the press secretary was the worst. Which, which was actually the next well, she thing. She was defending the press secretary. No, I yeah. understand, yeah. but, but yeah. what he said was yeah, yeah, yeah. idiotic. Well, she first of all, he. Uh, um, well, she's the term polisher. He. Uh, yeah. So the press, his, right. the Trump's new press secretary, says to the press corps who was asking him about um, attendance to the inauguration. That uh, you know that you know attendance was down from the uh, from the Obama inaugurations, and uh, and he says, uh, and I almost quote because I could I might have a couple of the words wrong, but basically he says uh, it was the largest attended uh, inauguration in history. Period. 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 And uh, what he said was is the largest viewed. Inauguration period, Wh- which, is is think, which is well, also a lie. Well, not necessarily. It no, go with streaming. No, no, no. And it, even with streaming, it was not the largest. It was not the largest. No, okay. the oh, the Obama inauguration uh, in two thousand eight. In eight was probably yeah, the largest yeah. viewed, mm-hmm. largest viewed and attended. Uh, the and uh, the two thousand twelve um, inauguration wasn't as well attended as this one, but it it was viewed more. 
Um, but but the fact that uh, the press secretary, who uh, generally is supposed to supply the uh, press corps, <laughs> <laughs> uh, supposed to su- supposed to supply the supre- the press corps with whatever facts they should be printing, um, just uh, just. Told a smooth lie, and uh, and I just wanted I to know a smooth, smooth lie. Yeah. Smooth <laughs> smooth lie. Smooth. No, I think it's as smooth as it can be. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I, Go I, ahead. I got one one word to say to that to the Trump administration. Focus, focus. Yeah, I guess it's my, been the problem the whole time. I guess focus. That's been everybody's problem with Trump the entire time. Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast. The Majestic Restaurant and Pendergast Club, carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery, whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin, managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. Focus on what you're doing. Like, act presidential, be presidential, do the things that presidents do. Don't lie, don't bastardize Don't worry about something so trivial as so who the fuck But honestly, like, you well, have, I mean, you my have president of the United States, trivial. you got pissed off at Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. for being on Saturday Night Live pretending to be him. I'm like, it's been on TV since 77. Have you never watched it? And in fact, I know you've been on it. You're right. You know how the show goes. So relax, just chill out. You're the president. It's going to happen. In 1977, when I was in a fraternity, it was hilarious. Dude, that was like, <laughs> when that I was, was a kid. Best. That was like naughty watching TV. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. let me oh tell you, naughty everything shut TV. down when SNL came on. SNL, like you were doing something wrong. We shut down when that was like HBO after a lot. Just my whole reason behind why I believe that Donald Trump should not be allowed to exercise his ability to utilize a Twitter handle that is not POTUS, but just as Donald J. Trump. And what I'm getting at with that is that uh, coming from a former intelligence analyst perspective, 90% of any intelligence gathered is is open source, that being what's what's readily available on your regular media platforms. What I'm getting at is that um, the policymakers of other foreign countries will be briefed will be briefed with information that will include what the man has said in a capacity, whether or not it's as the President of the United States or not. Right. Because you are the President. That that was a very intelligent caller. And and so so what what I'm getting at is that he should not be allowed to engage in that sort of activity. Even if it is as Donald J. Trump, he's still making a of himself or letting out his own personal opinions that could give other policymakers in other countries an inside idea of what his mindset is going to be going into negotiations about whatever. I think it also shows you just honestly how irrational and thin-skinned he is. Right, how easily he could be manipulated. Well, and I think that's that's my, uh, I guess, real uh, issue with, you know, him and, and the tweeting is because if you, as the POTUS now... Uh, are saying the same exact things you were saying as a private citizen, uh, meaning uh, uh, a vast amount of uh, 
140 character uh, as, asinine. It's called BS. You can't live a double life as the president on one side and Donald J. Trump as the other. He can't represent himself in two different ways. He already has a group that's trying to sue him. So, yeah, already. Yeah. It happens all the time. Everybody sues the president all the time. You can't sue the president for stuff like that. Um, they're actually suing him for his personal. Um, it's fine. It's, it's never. They, they're, well, going, I, you they're, know, they're going to attack him forever. Well, I think my they're president attacking is him for process. being still being. I think right now it's they're trying matter. to force the Supreme Court case to de- determine where the line is drawn between. Protected speech from a president, which you cannot sue, and a private citizen that you can't sue. They're talking about, though, his allowing foreign diplomats or foreign foreign. Well, as, as, yeah, as a president, you can't be receiving so, foreign money. But if you still have interest in your Trump properties, he doesn't control it anymore. So well, put but, in trust, right? but yeah, that's what that's. I right. mean, see, but the, now this is this is my problem with him. You know, quote unquote, not controlling it anymore. It was just passed to to your sons. Uh, you can't tell me, under any circumstance, that your sons are going to be there at Thanksgiving dinner or Fourth of July or well, shit, just Sunday dinner with with the fucking folks, and they're not going to take to, direction. But to, guys, the the definition. I don't mean to cut you off, but the de- the the legal. Yeah, the the legal I don't know what, know what word to use here, but the 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 common law ruling here is is called or the premise consensus. right is called arm's length, and what that means is the decisions of these <laughs> of these interests uh, you have to be beyond a, a a first order consequence. In other words, Trump can't say you know, raise the prices of this or right. don't sell a room to that person. Yeah. In other, in other words, it has to be a person who is not legally bound. Now, family bonds, the law says nothing about, but legal bonds. In other words, we have a contract here where you're technically in charge of my shit, yeah. but I'm going to tell you what to do. That's still considered arm's length. Yeah. So it has to be beyond arm's length. So mm-hmm. Trump technically is in the clear right now. Yeah. Yeah, and they were saying they were saying the group that's trying to um, if they want to redefine that, they're trying no no no. They're trying to decide if they're even like do you even are you even the right people to do this? Like why are you whoever it is? I don't They would have to they would have to seek to prove that his sons are at arm's length. I, I think this well, is and a I think classic it's a little lawsuit bit hard that to, you want to go to the Supreme Court for a ruling to determine what is an applicable law. And there's a lot of those. Well, there's a ton of those. Yes, well, but I'm like, how do you start... It, he's been in office two days. I'm like... You got, <laughs> he's already caused all the You don't even know what's going to happen. Kennedy they was shot for even fin- He <laughs> hasn't even Jesus. finished filling his cabinet or defining what he wants to well, do. But and they're already trying... I mean, I, George Bush was sued on the first day. I mean, he, he was sued on the first day as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah after that. the after the election, what? they tried to get him on every election fraud issue that they possibly well, could. Well, I mean, every, that's well, no. Well, it, it's it's a reasonable thing. What you try to do is try to come up with a constitutional question that would force its way to the Supreme Court, so you can define or clarify a law. And that, and most of these things are backed by political organizations yeah. anyway. And that's that's how it goes. Well, every president is sued. Here's one thing. 
I'm not no genius on all this stuff, but here's one thing that bothers me. Are, are, are we saying that a businessman or woman runs for president and gets elected that they can't turn around and take their business and put it on the side? Or are we saying that only people that have gone to Yale or Harvard and been in government type affairs their whole life are the only ones can be in government. Because that's why Yale and Harvard and some of these people, Princeton, they really gear people to go towards government anymore. Yeah. Am, 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 am I right in saying that, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to let a business person no, no, I don't think that that's the issue. I got a little bit of yeah, a, that's not I, issue. I don't think that that's the issue at all. I, I think the issue really comes down to... It goes back to what Lane just said. Yeah, it's like if, you, you, if you're running your business, you can't run it and be the president. Well, I'd say set it off to the side. And no, with, with the you have you actually you, 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 you supposed yeah. to. Well, that's what I mean by setting it to the you, side. You, 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 you cannot sign it. contracts. You cannot negotiate it deals. It doesn't no. matter. If I have a surrogate that's so close to me that they're do, literally doing everything I say. So if Ivanka or his stupid oldest kid, the mm-hmm. dumb one with the bad hair, is running his Frankenstein, yeah, like he's running all of his businesses. I, I call him American Psycho. Do you Psycho, really but, yeah. feel like that's an arm's length? Like well, didn't, didn't it, with it. You know, that's what he looks like. I, I mean, did the Clintons kind of do? I know it didn't necessarily do. Clintons didn't have any money, but they didn't have it. They didn't have a business that they were running. I mean, the no. they, but they never had a business. Yeah, so it, my the, the issue really isn't that he's a businessman. Yeah, it's so, uh, you're supposed State to Department be able to put to that business that. in a blind trust <laughs> right. and have someone that is not associated Objective to you, overs- but yeah. right? Run it. But so, how could you not talk to your sons about it? And that's why, the problem. And, and why is the problem? And why would you, hey, you give it what? to somebody else besides your son? I can solve this problem right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Trump administration, the Loft Party podcast will be your trustee while you're in office. That would work. We could do that. We could do that. I think between this table, we can decide what the hell goes on in a business. For right. a small fee of 25 basis points. Say, we get, I, 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 want to see how, I want to see how the distribution works on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we're going to be taxed on that distribution. Yeah, really. Uh, but but I think the, 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 like I said, the real problem isn't. The fact that the fact that the fact that he is a businessman really really could be uh, an, uh, an economy asset, but I think the problem is is that he's not uh, divesting himself far enough away that he still doesn't have influence over There's the decisions not, yeah. of the business. Well, wouldn't that take a little bit of time just to do that? No. Uh, well, it it, no. it, it, he knew, it shouldn't. He knew through the whole. Uh, Run for president that he needed to do. He didn't that. think he was going to get elected. Give me a break. Well, oh, but he, well, he thought he was going to get elected. Go back and listen. <laughs> I, I think. That, well, the either. other, you know, I mean, just just like with the fact that he's got, uh, you know, what is it, uh, six hundred and sixty positions that he needs to fill, and 
really none of them are filled. There's, he, they, there's, they, they confirmed three, yes. I think, over, okay. either over the weekend or they today. Got, no, yes. they got two, and then they, they, unless they got one today. Yeah. So that's exceptionally rare. So they said Monday would probably be a big day. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Schumer. But he a, hasn't has even agreed, nominated half of the ones. Schumer's agreed to. to allow a lot of votes on the people that he has nominated. The big ones are going to be the Supreme Court, which Schumer mm-hmm. said, "I'm not even going to bring those people up for a vote." So that's a big deal. And then beyond that, every president deals with this. You can't nominate people before you're president, so you can, that's impossible. Uh, you can say who you want to nominate, but you can't actually nominate them no. until you are president. But and I do think a lot of the time uh, of Lincoln, like I mean, my God. Yeah, but I, mean, I do think a lot of people uh, that are running already have a fair idea who they want to nominate. Oh, yeah. I think the problem with Trump is. He's he's just, like he literally seemed as if he just started figuring out who he wanted to nominate the day before he got elected. I don't, I don't <laughs> and, know if that's accurate. I, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's how it feels. But they at did least say to, in December the normal main characters that you want there have already been decided and they're already working with the transition team. I think he, he didn't have half of his people decided. I think he on. has a major battle. Not just with Democrats, but with Republicans who say these people are unacceptable to us. We're not going to vote for them. Yeah. So he has to backtrack from that. And then he has a major problem with the Democrats being able to approve anybody. So I, I think this is a unique situation in where nobody likes him. And he's going to have a tough time getting anybody through. Yeah, and it's, they were, you got you to find were, consensus They had uh, Rubio was on at least one of the panels, and he was... Not happy. Well, listen, I mean, Paul Ryan talked shit on the entire time during the campaign, and all of a sudden they were acting like they were best friends yeah, during the inauguration. Like, hey, let's go well, hang out. Didn't we say that the Republicans are very good at falling in line? Well, aren't Democrats? Don't Democrats do that? Oh, come on now. Yeah. Not, not a, a, I don't it's think they're as good. Pelosi and Reed and, and the power they had. Come Whoa. on. Yeah. Let's go there. What are you over there saying? Well, I think that the, it, once, once again, I think the issue isn't. Falling in line, and you know, I, I heard it said once. It's it, you know, when they were talking about uh, talking about Hillary, they were like, you know, there's there's you know, lying and craziness that is kind of normal in politics, sure. and Hillary kind of fell in that box, like it was, and but what we're seeing from Trump. Is like nobody understands exactly what the hell he's he's doing or what the hell he's thinking. I love it, and that, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. It's unprecedented that nobody likes him, and so everybody's freaked out. For example, the Republicans gave him a list of 20 people and said, "These are the only people you can nominate for the Supreme Court." Period. We won't even acknowledge anybody else that you want to put on the list. And he made the deal that he would pick people from the list of 20. So uh, you know, it's yeah. We'll it's, see if that holds. If he wants to get anything done, he's going to have to do it. Otherwise, he's going to nominate people who will not be it's the beauty of the not And I like it. I like yeah. the trade offs. I like the yeah. deals. And, you know, I'm like all in favor of backroom deal on these things. I mean, good deals. Deals. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> he makes huge deals. <laughs> Please, I'm, I'm, I'm like amateur <laughs> lens. <laughs> <man. laughs> <laughs> 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 
what's everybody going to think? I don't know. But the faster we stop talking about ovaries and start talking about dollar bills, the better off this country is going to be. Why, did we, why thought we stopped talking about ovaries? Well, we oh, stopped. You mean in general. I wanted, in general? I wanted to go back to talking about ovaries. Are you, Chris? That's the reason. That's the reason the politics have changed so much is that it's become... The Democrats went totally with identity politics, and it, it really, they lost it on that. Yeah. They did. They lost it on identity politics. Listen, it's a dirty game. It's been dirty since it started. Big deal. Everybody knows it. I mean, the cities were run by bosses for years. You know, the states all had, uh, you know, their own political systems for years that you had to get along with. You know that that's just the way politics is. Yeah, I like you reward your friends, and that's. The, yeah. But your friends better be friends, at least to be see? able to get past. Well, and I think that's the 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 issue. It's not so much cause, like I say. I think every president, every elected official, for that matter, you know, goes and says, "Hey, you know what? I got a friend that I think can handle that job." The issue. The issue is. Can they handle that job? <laughs> you know, I, I think what we're seeing with maybe with the exception of uh, Maddox is a bunch of people who have no freaking clue how to handle the job. Right. You know, you know, you've got uh, uh, what's the, uh, the, the Rick Perry who who literally couldn't even remember what the damn department was when they were asking him about it in the primaries. It's just... I, well, and you have I, Ben this, Carson, think, who has no clue about urban development. I, Did you I, guys know I think that, he has no idea about urban, period, but that's just <laughs> a whole other story. Do you know in a, in a county, the only person that can elect the sheriff of that county is the constable? I did not not know that. The whole reason the constable is even elected by the people is to keep the sheriff in check because he can't be arrested in his own county. That's that's Maine. Right. No, that's across the whole country. Uh, Maine, I know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm I'm, I'm taking a step further. Uh, They have constables up there. Yep. And and Napoleon uh, created a a position for a corporal, which is very uh, low-level rank in, in the Army, and the whole point of the corporal was as a, a common sense check on Napoleon, right? <laughs> that if his grandiosity just got too big, this kid would <laughs> pop it. Damn. So what I'm getting at is we need a hustler in chief. And what I'm getting at is, you know, for the position, we'll make like a little competition, right? Where mm-hmm. you're literally given 10 bucks and you're dropped off in the inner city or rural area of your choosing. And the guy that makes the most money in, let's call it 90 days, is now the hustler in chief who's in charge of making sure the president um, adheres to common sense, or the common sense of the common man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's problem is that they report to the president, the president can do whatever. Oh, no, 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 independent, right? Like, like uh, a fourth branch of government. <laughs> That's exactly of what it is. Of one dude. Or do that. Or do that. No, I'm serious. Yeah. It'd be great. One dude or do Could you imagine having, like, Jay-Z... You know, smacking around Trump, like not smacking around, but like, dude, no, no, can't, no you can't say this that. Is, <laughs> this isn't gonna fly. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot do it. Hey, this is not happening in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. <laughs> give me that. Sounds interesting, though. Yeah. The interesting thing to me too is honestly, if you go back to the Constitution, these are just advice and consent. That's all the Congress can do is advising and consent. The fact that they now think they have the power to approve people is actually unconstitutional. 
it is an advisor consent rule, and that's literally all they should be able to do if you go back to the that. Constitution. And it's complete nonsense that they can block it. And there's nonsense that the Republicans could block Supreme Court justices. It's also nonsense that the Democrats can block cabinet appointees. You know, imagine if Lincoln had to go through this. He had half Republicans and half Democrats in his cabinet. You think that would have gone on today? They would have blocked that shit so fast. Mm. You know, nobody would have gotten through. What president was that? That was that Lincoln. Was, that was Lincoln. So he picked it, everybody who ran against him and made him cabinet members, and it was just crazy. So it was one of the best examples. In fact, Doris, uh, Doris Cullen Kearns, is that her name? Team um, of historian. Rivals. Yeah, Team of Rivals. Phenomenal book about how he brought in all of his rivals from different parties and made them cabinet members to make sure that what he wanted to get done got done. And they all hate it. <laughs> but, I mean, they hate it. But then he ended up, you know, doing a pretty good job, all in all, because he had every opposing viewpoint. And so you're going to find winners and losers no matter what when something has to go to Congress. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. All right, so the last thing on my list, uh, just to lighten things up, is uh, what's in the box? What's, what's in, the, in box? the box? So, uh, a dick. I thought, a dick box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, it was, I thought it was interesting. You've been waiting for that. Well, time Lane is horrible. It just, God, you just, that line was pressed. Lane, I miss you being on the wait, podcast. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the, the old Phil Force lost here. It's from Saturday Night Live. The Justin Timberlake thing? Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 No, he's yeah. talking about Dick in the Box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you got it. Uh, dick, what, dick in the Box, I'll do that. Yeah, what's, yeah. In, what's in the Box? That's from the movie Seven. Um, yeah. Which... Uh, which I thought, uh, uh, which I thought about when I was watching all of the uh, inauguration stuff, and I saw that um, Melania gave uh, Michelle a Tiffany box, um, and, and it was obviously a Tiffany box. There's nothing else, nothing else comes in it's that one color. Box. Yeah. yeah, nothing else comes in color. that color blue box. Um, and and I do believe uh, it was actually like a picture frame or something like that. But awesome way to with Trump in it. But some of the memes, yeah, some of the memes <laughs> were just hilarious. I think the funniest one being. Uh, uh, she gift wrapped and gave her speech back yeah. to her. <laughs> I I gave her what? Gave her her speech, speech back. back. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. pretty funny. Um, but it's. Uh, I thought the help me one you showed me was pretty. No, funny. Is, yeah. is this box like pretty recognizable? Oh yeah, oh, the, the, the Tiffany yeah, blue box. Tiffany box. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, now I will say this: it, I don't think that it was. Um, Glock pistols coming to. I thought it was interesting. It's a Glock pistols coming I thought that it was interesting that it was from like Tiffany's pink, because I don't understand that when the um, you know when uh, when he when Trump was elected well actually even before when he was running um, you know there had to be a ton of security and secret service that was you know surrounding him at all times and um any business within a several block radius was basically just not getting any business because you can't get any uh, any foot traffic in the area with that much security. Um, to the point that the Tiffany store in the Trump Tower 
was almost going out of business because they couldn't. <laughs> so I, I thought that uh, this was uh, this could could very well not necessarily be so much a gift from uh, one first lady to another as. Uh, Hey, Tiffany's, we're sorry. <laughs> we'll buy something. Hey, I, I can help pick up their business. Like, I have a pro tip for podcast land. If you're trying to uh, serve up a divorce summons, send it in the Tiffany box. I guarantee oh. it'll get delivered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It will wow. be delivered. Wow. Wee. served. Franny? Uh, you guys think that's bad. I don't want to listen to that. Does Franny know, like... The, the Brothers Grimm strike again. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think, Lizzo, I mean, given, given a gift is a time-honored tradition. Yeah. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I thought it was classy. I don't care I what was, was very in classy. the box. I mean, you know, clearly she got something nice. Yeah. I don't care if it was from one of the stores in this place or not. It doesn't no. really matter. It's not like he went out to Piggly Wiggly and bought like, <laughs> you know, some veggie sausage and gave it to <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I thought it was a nice gesture. Nice. That was a nice gesture too. Sure, I didn't mind it. And I thought she looked great. Yeah. And I no, 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 I did too. They both looked great. I did too. Yeah, I thought they both handled it very classily. Like, and clearly, if you watch, and I loved this, the Obamas were very much in charge up until the time when the transition. Oh happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guiding them, telling them which way to go, which yeah, yeah. side of the car to get in. Oh yeah, and all that. Like, no, you're over there. I'm here. Yeah. This is the way it goes. I liked that. I thought that was pretty yeah. My wife kind of notices that Michelle didn't know what to do with the box. Well, she, she was did. trying to hand it to a staffer, but yeah. there were no staffers <laughs> standing she, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like so what, what that, do this? <laughs> Michelle said, if that had been me and I was Michelle, I would have. I would have grabbed it like this, and you know, in a gesture oh, of thanks, it, yeah, just clutched and, it, and, and, and and done that. And that—that's my wife' observance of this. But me, she also had I a lot. Have, of, I would not have never noticed. The she also had a lot that. of responsibilities on that day. Like you can't be shaking hands and doing all that kind of stuff, clutching a box. Like she had to hand. Uh, she had to hand. Yeah, it well, typically that's what. No, I'm good. Typically, that's what happens. Stop you reading your something. emails. You yeah. it I don't disagree, but I, I, I'm just saying that that was my wife's observance. Is that, yeah. and, I, and I found it interesting because I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm too stupid to see. I can't something. wait till Chris gets elected president. I would love that. I'll ask two really quick questions because I can think I be that, vice president. Yes, yeah. you're in. I'll ask two, and you can run it because I really just want to live on it. Cool. But two quick questions <laughs> I thought were kind of interesting. One is. Uh, one thing he did that I thought was just bizarre was <laughs> he replaced, that and I know why, He's there awesome. traditionally had been a statue that Winston Churchill had given to the president, uh, which was a bust of just Winston Churchill and sat on the presidential desk for years. Right, Obama right. replaced it with one of Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. And then immediately Trump replaced it back with the Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Which right. I thought was a horrendous move. Yeah, yeah I didn't uh, think well, that was... I, 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 I thought that was terrible. I yeah. heard that, and then they responded and said that it was still there, that somebody was covering it. Um, oh, they decided to cover the session? No, no, no. no, no, no. Like somebody's, <laughs> somebody was blocking the view of it. It was a white hood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, never, the first thing goes, apparently, he never pulled like, it out. Or not is, got a, that's what I'm saying, so yeah. I gotta go with it. Why replace him? Trump's a Chappelle fan. Yeah. I, I yeah. just think, I, I thought that was a faux pas on <laughs> I, 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 I think there's 
there's a lot of things that if you wanted to do it, you should, probably Nobody's shouldn't have done it day one. Right. You know? Completely agreed. That's Nobody would have noticed on day 45. <laughs> and honestly, Martin Luther King deserves to be on the presidential desk. So, uh, a lot of... Uh, and a Winston lot Churchill of, um, can be there too if you want. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends were... Uh, not a lot. I have a few um, gay friends. And they were very upset that on Saturday the LGBT page and the environmental page were both shut off what? for the White House. Oh, it, it, doesn't that happen every, every transition? It, yeah, every wipe transition. They wipe the they, site when has it? Facebook yeah. ever been, or it goes back to Twitter, it was not even an issue until Obama, so I, there's no precedent for it. Yeah, well, like, fair yeah, enough. But they they, 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 they had to wipe, wipe the sites it. and you get to reconstruct them and then they relaunch Well, them. it was like, this is no longer available. It wasn't like under construction. I mean, I, I don't care one way or another. Yeah. I wasn't going out following the LGBT or the environmental page. Sure. That's not where I'm going to get my information. But they noticed it and were upset about it. It's just, it's just um, I was listening to a... a newscast on Saturday and they were you know everybody was so up in arms about the the pictures from the inauguration and how they were supposed one group said they weren't they weren't taken at the same time and then another group was right. like they were and oh yeah, yeah. Were taken within two minutes of each other uh, they were talking about so, and that's exactly what the correspondent said he was like there are so many more important issues to be talking Bingo. about. But that is a tradition. I mean, that's such a once but again. It's that's like a tradition who fucking time. cares about about that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was dumb. The other one I'd be super interested to know, and it would may take for hopefully to God not eight years to figure out, but hopefully four. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Trump's relationship with the other presidents, and again, we're talking about yeah. it earlier with the President's Club, mm-hmm. it's a very unique group. Yeah. Uh, I think there's only six living people right now yeah. who know what it's like to be the president, and where will he fit in that group? Will he be a Carter who almost nobody talks to, and they've kind of just shoved him aside? Or will he be like... Oh, I did. Else? I think if I remember correctly, I did see him there. He did. He was Yeah, there. he was at the yeah. football game. I did see he, him. He was, I wasn't... Okay. What I'm saying, like he has the right to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was if if you're president. in the president's club, Carter's not in it. Like he's, he's not in it. <laughs> you know, he's like your JV quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, very, very good. Well, also, but, the Bushes they, didn't endorse Donald Trump ever, did they? So that was the interesting thing. No, but they haven't really. They've been very. George Bush quiet. made it very clear on yeah. his way out, and it was part of his letter that was released that said. I'm not going to open my mouth. Nobody else understands the difficulty of this job. Yeah. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and you do whatever you want. And I'll give him credit for eight years of being quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't open his he mouth. He went painted and rode his bike. Beyond that, the only thing he did do uh, that was publicly active was uh, support the African American Museum that they were building, which mm-hmm. is how he and Michelle mm-hmm. Obama mm-hmm. became such good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's weird that in a bizarre way, mm-hmm. he's friends with both the Clintons who beat the shit out of his dad, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, talked really bad about the Bushes for a long time, and they became very good friends. They're super tight. And then he also became very good friends with Michelle Obama. You wonder, it's such a unique club, you wonder where Trump's place will be yeah. if he understands the gravitas of the office, the office and yeah. how it goes and what happens. I don't know that he does. Yeah. And that or, is, that's or if he will thing. in the future. If he will in the future. Yeah. Does four years in an office... Like the presidency change you to where you are now included amongst the, that membership? Yeah. 
or are you a carter who is literally kind of shoved to the outside and yeah. they don't consult him at all and nobody talks to him and that kind of thing. Except North Korea. Some good things. What's that? Except North Korea. Yeah, well, yeah, they yeah. love to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Will you come over here and build some houses for us? But it'll be interesting to see where his place in history goes out. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Because they clearly kind of, everybody seemed to distance themselves a little bit at the time. Like, we don't know yeah. what the hell we're getting into. Yeah. Was the feeling I got watching it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen bananas. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like you lost to a good rival or anything. Like, yeah. somebody you respected and somebody, like, it was an honorable fight and you lost. Which yeah. I think a lot of people can handle. You get over the bitterness eventually. Yeah. This yeah. was, this was weird. Yeah, you this know, I will, I will say, like, uh... You know, like the Clintons or not, I did think it took a fair amount of grace for for Hillary to come. Um, I expected Bill to come. <laughs> I did. I mean, you know, he was he was the president. His only shot at getting Melania's yeah, phone number. Him and Bill Cosby. <laughs> 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 South Park reference. Trump, Trump, Trump recognized her very well. Yeah, but yeah. I, I will say, he did a good if, job you, if you want to look back at history, the way George Bush did it was in the inaugural address uh, that he gave at the public mall. He uh, acknowledged the fight that Al Gore had put up, and in the most public of ways, uh, told him they respected him, and it was a great race, and that he, uh, you know, really valued the experience and his leadership and the time and the public service. Trump didn't do it until the almost hidden congressional lunch, which they barely switched you right at the very end. Right, right, uh, right. Which right. is a very, very, very different way to handle things. Well, I agree, but Trump is going to always handle things in a different way. It, yeah. it, se- it seems as if. Seems as if. Uh, well, out there in podcast land, uh, I think we've had uh, quite a spirited discussion, as always. And uh, uh, I think probably... Um, this is as good a time as any to uh, end this uh, podcast in the way that I end all podcasts. And that is with the toast that started it all for me. And that is to good times with good people. Yeah. Yeah. I think you keep going on this for a while. Yeah.